Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast. In this episode, I have a great discussion with Jane on self-care. We talk about some of the science and evidence behind it, some of the practices, how it's helped us in our own lives, how it's helped Jane's clients in their lives. And we really just talk about the power of this practice, not only to make you more compassionate and kind with yourself and others, but also to support you with being more confident in your life, being less fearful about doing new things, trying new things and learning new things. This is such a powerful practice. And at the end, Jane guides a really beautiful short self-compassion meditation. So it's definitely worth sticking around to the end for that. I really hope you enjoy this episode of the Journeys to Wellness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast with Jane and Luke. We're here to support you on your own journey to wellness. Today we're going to be talking about self-compassion. This is such a powerful practice or tool or experience to use and to have in your life. And I know it's something that me and Jane both use and have noticed it's so powerful. And it's also something that Jane uses with her clients. So... We're going to talk a bit about that today and then Jane at the end is going to lead a really beautiful, simple self-compassion like guided meditation or guided exercise for you to like experience and embody and feel that for yourself, which is really cool. And so Jane, would you be able to talk a bit about self-compassion and maybe how you use it with yourself and also how you support clients with it as well? Sure, Luke. I would love to because it's such an important thing and I think self-compassion, what does it mean, self-compassion, self-kindness, self-being kind to ourselves, being, treating ourselves as we would treat others or as we would treat a really good friend and I think that there's uh, the Buddhists talk about the Buddhists talk about um, oh, loving kindness, loving kindness, and I think self, the self-compassion type of therapeutic model comes from the loving kindness, and I, I guess the sort of therapy that I use is based on the work of a beautiful. American psychologist called Dr. Kristen Neff and uh, Kristen and her her work partner Dr. Chris Germer they developed the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion in Mm. the USA and they and many others in the US say it's so needed now more than ever. Yeah. I mean, today, the particular day that we've done this podcast, the day of the US election, is telling us that we need to stop and slow down and be kinder to ourselves because it's a really scary world we live in at the moment. Yeah, It feels like things could turn on a dime depending on who's successful in the presidency today. Yeah, or even as we continue, like this whole year, like we've had COVID and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, like maybe being anxious about 
whether we're going to go into lockdown again or as many other countries like have gone back into lockdown again and wondering what's going to happen and also what's still wanting to be productive and reach our goals and all of these things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think self-compassion, one of the first things I think about self-compassion to think about is just the word kindness. And I'm, I, I may have done this in other podcasts, but I just want to do a little exercise for people listening and for you as well, Luke. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I just want you to think about the word trouble. Trouble. And just think about it for a second and notice how your body feels. And what is it like when you think about the word trouble? I, yeah, I guess it reminds me of being young. Like it's not something that I've really experienced, I guess, maybe in the last few years, but it's like, you know, when you're young, like, oh, you're in trouble. Or like I remember being at someone's, like I think some family's house and me and my brother Tom playing with something and breaking it and then like, oh no, we're going to be in trouble. And you're like, it's almost like anticipation of something bad ha like that you think is going to happen. Yeah. Or yeah, we could use that example of the US election yeah, today. There's like totally. anticipation. Yes. Something might, bad might happen. Or Totally. And so now erase the word trouble if you can. Oh, yeah. And I want you to think about the word kindness. Mm. Kindness, self-kindness. And what comes up for you? Is there any change in your body chemistry? Mm. And I, f I feel like kindness is like in this moment, like being kind and supporting myself, whatever is going on. And I guess going back to the example of when I was younger, it's not something that I knew about. Like when you're in trouble, you don't think, oh no, actually. And I mean, when you're a kid, your kind of logical brain isn't fully developed to be able to be aware, okay, actually, no, this is going to be fine. But <clears throat> it's still something that we experience or that I experience if you're feeling anxious, you're not maybe engaging that ability to really see clearly or as we've talked about in other podcasts notice our thoughts be able to notice the patterns or start to unhook from them and yeah I think kindness as well it's like it, it allows us to have that space to okay how am I really feeling right now and it also allows us to make space and whatever I'm feeling is okay and then we also have the space Maybe this isn't working for me right now, so I'm going to make a positive choice moving forward. For sure. And, you know, it's quite simple, those two words, trouble and kindness, and just to know that we don't have to believe our thoughts. Yeah. Our thoughts create our mood, and once we start noticing, oh, I'm having negative thoughts we're noticing, we're beating ourselves up, we're going down that negative rabbit hole or mouse hole or whatever sort of mm. hole you want to, down the coal mines. <laughs> yeah. And to be able to stop and to use some self-compassion tools yeah. can be really, really powerful. And I do think it's so important for us to be aware and there's been research done on this as well, that many, many of us are so cruel to ourselves and the thoughts that we 
constantly bathe our brains, our minds, our bodies, our whole beings in negative, often negative Mm. thoughts. And yet we wouldn't think like that about others necessarily. Yeah, so that's almost the like essence of it, treating yourself how you treat someone and you wouldn't go to a friend like, oh, you're not working hard enough, you're not doing good enough, oh, and actually no one likes you, you're not that cool, like no one cares what you oh, have And to you're say. so fat, <laughs> oh, yuck, and you're so ugly, look at you. And you'd never ever say that, like you'd be horrified if you even heard someone saying that to someone, but yet often it's like, oh yeah, nah. This voice comes yes. in, we, we believe it, yeah. basically. Yeah, so starting to notice, <coughs> starting to notice what we're doing, noticing that voice, noticing next time you look in the mirror and you go, oh my God, look at your nose, it's so big. <laughs> or, oh my God, you've got a double chin, when did that appear? Yeah. Oh, you need to do exercise, you're so lazy. We, I mean, we, we're all often judgmental of other, other people. It's in the nature of ourselves to be judgmental and questioning, but we wouldn't speak to someone else like that. Yeah. We would be a lot more respectful and a lot more careful. Mm, and I guess to use it as an example of how we can change it positively, if you imagine like a, a good coach, for example, and if you were going, I mean, if you were going to see a life coach or a psychologist and your psychologist is saying to you, oh, you're so bad, look at all these, it's like, that's not how we make positive change. For example, yeah, looking at myself and thinking, oh, you're so ugly, you need to exercise more. But is that going to make you exercise? It's probably not, because it's really a negative way of doing it. So, again, I suppose self-compassion is like flipping that around. Mm. And then speaking to ourselves as we may to a dear friend. Yeah. And if a dear friend came to us and said, oh my God, I've put on weight, I've put on weight and, or I'm, I'm such a terrible cook, I cooked such a terrible meal last night mm. and maybe we were there for dinner and they said, oh, this isn't great and you've, you're eating it and you're thinking, this is one of the most delicious meals I've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, we, even if it was slightly burnt around the edges, we would say wow it's beautiful it's really delicious i like it it's in fact because it's slightly cooked a little bit more the flavor's gone through a little bit more char on it more flavor development (laughs) (laughs) and and if someone said oh you know if a good friend of ours said oh i've really put on weight we might go oh hun look you've had a really tough year you are not alone many people have put on weight in COVID-19 a lot yeah. of people have because they've been locked down yeah been it's stuck been, at home yeah hard to exercise if you've got elderly parents you're looking after or young children yeah and to be able to say hey you know it's really okay and yeah. you don't look like if it's genuine you know you might say you don't look like you have to me if it's genuine because yeah. they're sure as hell going to know if you're not being genuine <laughs> yeah yeah, or, yeah, and I suppose as well, yeah, again, it's making space. So it's accepting, this is where I am right now. Mm. And first off, and that's okay. Yeah. It's been hard. <clears throat> I've been doing my best. Even if I have thoughts coming up saying, oh, you haven't been doing your best, actually looking, wow, 
I have been trying my best and even if that was going for one walk a week, even if that was like whatever it is, cooking one healthy meal a week, at least you've yeah. been making an effort. And yeah. again, as we've talked about yeah. in previous podcasts and this thing again, like making that space, accepting where you are with compassion. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Like you could, it's almost like imagining you're talking yes. to your kid. Yes. But you're talking to yourself. Like, yes. Hey, darling. Yes. It's okay. Yes. And so what should we do now? Okay. Yeah. I actually remember I feel really good when I exercise. So, yeah, why don't we just try that? Mm. Like, why don't we just try? Like, yeah. Heard about it in the podcast. Yeah. Go for a walk. Get outside. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Put on a YouTube yoga video or a workout. There's some really good ones on YouTube. We could put some links in the show notes even if people are interested. Yeah. And that validation, just going back to what you were saying about darling I care and I, I think of the words of the Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh mm. one of his famous quotes darling I care about your suffering and we can say that to ourselves there's a really beautiful author Elizabeth Gilbert American author she wrote Eat Pray Love she's written other wonderful books as well yeah. and she she talks to herself like that, darling, I, I will not give up on you. I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Even if you can't get out of bed today, I'm here for you. I care about you. Mm -hmm. And she writes this in a journal. And even the fact of writing this just can lift her mood. Yeah. And then maybe writing in the journal, like you say, writing to yourself as you would to a dear friend, you might go, what are the things that I have done that have worked in mm. the past? I know, just getting out of bed, just lifting my legs out of bed, putting them on the floor, pouring myself a glass of water, and walking to the letterbox and getting the mail out of the letterbox. Even if that's all I do today, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, well, asking as another question could be like, what do I, what do I need right now? Yeah. And as we've talked about before, maybe that could be, well, actually, or related to what we're talking about, actually, I, I don't need someone negative telling me I'm not good enough right now because that's not going to help me. Absolutely. Or it could be, oh, wow, yeah, like, I'll go make myself a nice coffee mm. or I made a matcha latte this morning. Yes. <laughs> make yeah. yourself a nice drink and enjoy that drink and then, like, continue moving forward. So I've done that. I feel good. Oh, now I've got, I feel more energized. I could go do some exercise. I yeah. could, oh, I've been putting off this work or I've been putting off this phone call. Just do it. Pick up the phone, dial yes. a number. Yeah. And just doing one thing, just one thing. I, I totally agree. It can be daunting, especially when you're doing something new that you haven't done before and you don't know much about it. And thinking, oh God, how's it going to roll out? I don't know. And just picking up the phone, ringing whoever it is, talking to the person. It can be amazing. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing. And, th and often when we do that, we think, God, why did I leave that for so long? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was actually so easy. Yeah, I have that a lot. Oh, wow. Why did I put that off? Yeah. And mm. another thing to mention as well, which is 
been my kind of journey with this. I remember when I was younger, I was always so harsh on myself and always so critical because I thought that was what was gonna make me more successful. And <clears throat> as I started to learn about the self-compassion, and I wonder if for some people it may feel like this as well, it can almost feel a bit unnatural when you're, when you're used to this really harsh criticism to even the concept of being kind to yourself might be, oh, why would I do that? Mm. That's not going to help me. Mm. But actually, for me, over the last five years, noticing how much, as we've talked about as well, it's literally rewiring your brain, changing your body, changing how you interact with yourself. And now, instead of in my life there being this negative voice, and obviously that's still there to some degree, but it's not so prevalent. And there is also, as we've talked about, in another episode as well about the wise mind, kind of this really wise, intuitive part of ourselves. And it feels in my life now that that is much more present. And so as we do this, as we practice this, even if it feels weird at first, even if it, oh no, this isn't going to help me being kind, I'll just be lazy, I'm not going to get things done. It's actually, wow, no, it's making space. It is. It, it, that's such a good point because some people say, but if I'm kind to myself, aren't I just letting myself off the hook for doing bad things? Like if I go and steal, <clears throat> pardon me, if I go and steal something from the dairy and then I go, oh, darling, that's okay. And that's, this is not what we're talking about. Yeah. Just to be clear, um, a criminal offence is a criminal offence. However, what we might be saying is, wow, okay, I've stuffed up, I did something, I, I stole off another person. And that, that was tough. That was stealing off their livelihood, taking something from them and noticing how that makes me feel. Yeah. And then thinking, okay, I feel really yuck about that. I don't want to do that again. And, and to be able to notice, okay, I, I do feel yuck about that, but I was in a bad space at that time. Things were going badly for me. I'd grown up in the gangs. I had a tough life and it was all leading to that particular thing. And then I went to jail, let's say. And then that doesn't have to define us, though. That yeah. doesn't have to define the person. We can, we can have some compassion around... That was real. They were really tough times for me. I was I was a different person then. Now I know that I wouldn't take. Yeah. I wouldn't <clears throat> steal off someone and take from their livelihood. Mm. So it's it is. It's about <clears throat> growth mindset. Yeah. Is a term that's used a lot, and I think it's a great one because we can learn and grow from that. Yeah, and I think as well, like the key, it's not to cover things over but to make space yeah. for what is there. Yeah. And again, yeah, like you say, mm. that could be something that is quite intense, maybe mm. something bad that we've done. And that's not to say that we use this as an excuse because when we're actually being genuinely honest with ourselves, wow, actually, when I keep doing that thing, that is not feeling good for me. When I keep, I don't know, going out and getting drunk every night, wow, actually, no, that is not, when I'm honest with myself, no, that's not helping me. Yeah, absolutely. And being kind with yourself, like mm. a friend, a kid, mm. 
okay, so you keep, you keep doing this thing, you keep messing up, you keep falling over, but keep getting up. <laughs> you said growth mindset, keep getting up, keep supporting yourself, and mm. it slowly doesn't have to be slow, but it does mm. get better and it does get easier the more yeah. that you practice it. Yeah, and another thing just uh, that I was thinking about with self-compassion that is really, <clears throat> Kristen Neff talks about <clears throat> telling ourselves that we're not alone. Yeah. That actually, let's say, let's say someone has put on a whole lot of weight after COVID, the COVID lockdowns, yeah. and they were ex exercising every day, but they were also eating a lot. And Kristen Neff would say, actually, we can think about, I'm not the only one that is in this situation. Millions of people around the world, particularly the Western world, have put on weight. I'm not alone here. Yeah common humanity she calls it mm. and and thinking that we're connected i'm connected with other people other people are feeling like this too yeah and in fact anyone in my situation may feel the way i do yeah that's awesome and i think mm. that that kind of is like a whole nother key point mm. right like community mm. whether that's family friends going to a group mm. whatever it is and I certainly find in my own life when I'm honest about how I'm feeling, like nine times out of ten, the other person is like, yeah, wow, I feel like that too. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow, what a relief. Oh, it's not just me. <laughs> it's like yeah. we're all human and we all feel difficult emotions. Mm. We all have a mean voice in our head. Yeah. And we also <clears throat> all have the ability to be kind to ourselves and be that good parent to ourselves that maybe we didn't have when we were younger or be that good coach to ourselves, that good motivational person and yeah I feel that's very transformative when we put that into practice yeah absolutely and, and one more thing I wanted to talk about with self-compassion is oxytocin yeah. which is oxytocin what is oxytocin it's a feel-good hormone and it's the, the hormone that is there between mothers and babies when they're bonding, the bonding hormone, the feel-good hormone. And Kristen Neff talks about how we can create that in ourselves. Yeah. And there's been research on this. They've, they've measured uh, oxytocin levels when people have completed the exercises that I'm just about to talk about. And it can just boost the mood. And, and one way to do it is when, we, when we, we can maybe give our, stroke our arm or put our hand on our heart or stroke our shoulder. And Kristen Neff goes a step further. She calls herself, I think she calls herself darling, and she talks to herself. And if she's in a really, really tough um, situation, and she has had many because she, her son was very, very autistic. And so he would throw tantrums when she was flying in a plane and people would be giving her sideways glances and maybe he'd pooed his pants or something awful that she had to clean up in the toilet and she's trying to get him into the toilet and he's screaming and shouting and scratching. And she, she talks about how she, she would talk kindly to herself, go, darling, 
this is it's okay they don't understand they don't know that he's autistic it's okay you're doing really well and she'd stroke herself stroke her arm as she spoke and she if you try it you can almost feel the softening the the nurturing that comes from that and it's a really powerful tool to have to to have a nice name for yourself whether it's just using your own name or having a really nice pet name for yourself and it could be stroking your arm your your leg whatever and being kind and um the research shows as we've talked about neurons that fire together wire together yeah. And where we put our attention, where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. And parts of the brain light up when we do this. So it really does work. Yeah. And like you were saying before, the more we do these, all these different things, the more our brains rewire themselves to a profoundly different way of being where we are less self-judgmental. Yeah, so I guess that's another key point as well. Like, we can be that person that we feel like we need. Mm. And so often it could be, I, I really want to meet a great person and have a, in a relationship, or I really wish I knew this wise old person that would just tell me. And it's like, well, what did you want to hear from them? Oh, yeah, it's okay. And we can be that person for ourselves. And as we do this practice, like it could be, like you say, like stroking yourself or just the image that I like to use for people as well is like imagine that you're putting your hand on someone that you really love. And they'll put your hand on your own heart and mm. with that same intention and care. And again, being honest with it, not just like, oh, mm. blah, 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 this isn't working. But really doing it and letting yourself feel that like feel that connection that compassion and that self-care and then on that as well I have some clients um, or I have had in the past not at the moment but I'm thinking a few years ago I had a client who said oh, there is no one I love and I said so is there a pet an animal that you love mm. and they said oh I love my cat and so imagining, it could be imagining that the cat's paw is on your heart. Mm. Um, or if, if they don't have a pet, it could be a favorite television or movie person that they really respect or love or a spiritual figure or yeah. someone or something, an animal. Yeah, so just finding whatever mm. feels good for you, basically, yeah, whether that's mm. a loved one, a parent a pet yeah. or just someone that you really feel like you connect with mm. that's out there in the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And so now to begin to wrap this up, the sort of key points from what we've been talking about today are firstly speaking to ourselves as we would to a good friend. And this could be like speaking to ourselves as we would a good friend or a child or someone else that we really care about or even that image of like a really wise old person like your great grandmother or even a spiritual leader or whatever you would want kind of them to say to you which is likely to be it's okay which leads us to the next point 
kind of understanding our common humanity, which is like knowing that we're not alone in this. And there's actually lots of other people in the world that are probably in the same or a very similar situation and they feel exactly the same way. There's so many billions of people in the world now that we really do have so many other people that are experiencing what we're experiencing and also acknowledging even if I don't think there's anyone else going through this, if they were in this situation, they would likely feel the same way as well. And the next point being having a growth mindset with our self-compassion. So it's learning from our mistakes and it's instead of being, oh no, you're not good enough. Why can't you get this right? It's making that space. Want no, I'm learning, I'm getting better and it's okay. And it's almost bringing back that almost the image of like a child being creative and being open and not, and if you look at children, you see it, the, the way they learn, it's not, they're not judging themselves. It's just, it's more playful and we can actually cultivate this in ourselves more as well, which makes life so much more fun when you let go of that judgment and bring in more of that kindness. Another key point is that like positive self-touch to produce oxytocin, which could be like stroking of your arm or you could even give yourself a bit of a massage. That's something I like to do. Like if you've got a tense neck or shoulders, you can actually give yourself a bit of a massage. And also finally to know it gets easier as you practice. As we said, neurons that, wire, neurons that fire together wire together. And so even if it feels a bit awkward or weird, or even if it feels good in the beginning, but it, you feel like, oh no, I've forgotten it already. Again, being kind, okay, this is a practice and I have to keep doing it. But as I do it, it gets better and it gets easier. And I'm literally changing my brain, rewiring my brain, changing my body, changing these old patterns. This is really powerful work. And trust me and trust Jane, you will see and feel the benefit of it. And so as we've talked about all of this, just to finish off the podcast today, Jane is just going to guide a really short and gentle practice for you to experience and practice what we've been talking about today so you can feel and embody it yourself right now. Thanks, Luke. So just finding a position where you can sit comfortably on a chair, a meditation cushion, and turning off your phone and putting a little sign up so you won't be disturbed for as long as you need. And bringing your attention to your breathing. And just starting to notice your breathing. Maybe noticing the air as it gently goes in through your nostrils and out. Noticing the sensations of the air. And then just bringing up a, a situation or a, an incident, something that's happening today or something that happened recently and just bring to mind how that feels. Not a huge thing, just a medium to small 
thing that's been troubling you, that you've been beating yourself up about. And just, just noticing how that feels in your mind and your body. And then dropping down into your body and noticing perhaps where you're feeling that self-judgment, that beating up on yourself the most. Could be tight shoulders, tight jaw, a tight tummy area, tight chest area. Just noticing where you feel it the most. And then just taking one of your hands or both of your hands, whichever is the most comfortable, and placing it on that part of the body that is feeling that tension, that tightness the most. And just imagining for a moment that this hand is the hand of someone wise, kind, caring. And it could be a good friend, it could be a grandparent, a spiritual leader, it could be a beloved pet. Just anyone who you perceive to be kind and caring. And just for a moment, imagining that the beautiful kindness, the caring, the energy from that person is magically placed into your hand, the kindness, the compassion, the love. And that that energy, that healing, loving, self-compassionate, kind energy is then being absorbed into that part of your body where your hand is placed. The hand of compassion. And imagine that you're holding that compassion. You're holding that part of your body with compassion. Just like you would hold a newborn baby. You would hold it tenderly. You would hold it lovingly. Or like you might hold a beautiful little kitten or a puppy. Just with love and support and no judgment. And just breathing into that area. Breathing in the love and compassion. Breathing in love. Breathing out love. Breathing in kindness. Breathing out kindness. Breathing in compassion. Breathing out compassion. And in the words of Thich Nhat Hanh, imagine that the being, the being whose energy is in your hand, is saying, Darling, I care about the suffering. Darling, anyone in this position would feel this way. And just breathing into it. 
and allow on the next in-breath the breath to almost make space around that area, around that area, making space around it, making room for it. With love, with kindness, with compassion. And just making a mental note about how you feel right now after taking the time to do this exercise. And just in your own time, slowly opening your eyes and letting the room come to you, just slowly emerging into the room and congratulate yourself for taking this time. Yeah, I hope you really enjoyed that beautiful short meditation and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and maybe take a few key things away to support you in your life. Self-compassion is such a powerful practice and I hope you enjoy continuing to practice that in your life. See you next week on the Journeys to Wellness podcast.